Warning, if you're faint of heart or easily offended, this show is not for you. Nick, do you have non-sunglasses? Why do you got to wear those every single episode? Well, I'm incognito, you know. I, I slept with an inflatable doll, and now I got an inflatable guy after me. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's really not me. Anyways, welcome to the Nick Fertucci Show with Veronica Brill. You know, I haven't I haven't met anyone who has mastered the art of Italian dad jokes. Yeah. But here you are. I'm in the presence of greatness. You are. You know, my wife's cooking so bad we pray after we eat. <laughs> eh? What are you talking about over here? Get this out of guy's here. busting my chops over here. Fucking mother's Get out ass. of here, Tommy. Your mother's ass. <laughs> All right. We're doing microphone checks, and he's like, your mother's ass. Hey, how else are you going to check a microphone? What do you want me to do, huh? <laughs> what do you want me to do? You want me to talk louder? You want me to talk softer? What do I'll you talk mean? quieter. You, But the thing is, you yeah. whisper. You're a whisperer. You're a very quiet, you're a very robust man, I guess, if that's a, a huh. brute. You're huh. a brute of a man. Yeah. Champagne is called brute, too, so that's probably why you're yeah, bubbly. Like you're, cologne. You're, you're so quiet on the microphone half the time. I'm the loud one. This is Night Talk with Nick, Nick. Fertucci and Veronica Thirsty Brill. <laughs> <laughs> the only on OnlyFans. Subscribe now. Yes. Three ninety nine a month. This is the only time you want your credit card to decline. <laughs> <laughs> we would make way more money if we had a nighttime <clears throat> talk. We should. We should. We should. We should have a nighttime talk show where we take where we take the night. Uh, chocolate, as you call it, the sleepy chocolate. Oh yes, you remember that? Yeah, and I then, take the night chocolate and just kind of just start spitting. Yeah, yeah, I say anything when I'm on. A, you don't want, yeah, night chocolate's not good for me. I get in a lot of trouble. I mean, everyone would get in a lot of trouble with night chocolate. Yeah, everything's better on you night chocolate. It's so funny that you call it night chocolate. What what would I call it? Seriously, uh, like what would I call that? Sleepy time weed. Oh, I'm gonna sleepy time weed. Yeah, instead of night chocolate. Oh. Night chocolate. Sleepy time weed. Night chocolate is so sophisticated. Well, night chocolate? Night chocolate is yeah. way better than sleepy it's time weed. It's night chocolate. Okay, the stuff I, take, I buy. It's chocolate. I take it at night. The stuff I buy is called sleepy time. It is called sleepy time. Yeah, actually. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it, it saved my life. Mine's, we were talking. Mine's called Sensei or Sensei. It's in like this blue thing. I got turned on to it some time back because I just have a tough time sleeping all through the night. I'm going to tell you this. The first time I took this sleepy time night chocolate, I took it, had to go to the restroom in the middle of the night, but I was so out of it that I literally dream walked, bumped into the wall because I couldn't navigate, went back, bumped into the wall again, and then barely made my way there, went to the bathroom, came back and was like out again. These, It's literally the, because for me, I don't like, I don't, I don't drink a lot. I don't do drugs. I don't smoke pot. I don't like being high. I really don't. Like some people every day they do it and they love that feeling. Me, I literally don't like it. I like being sober, but this does not make you high. It just makes you tired. 
It's yeah. the best. It relaxes the shit out of you. Yeah. So I had some trauma happen a while back and I was unable to sleep and mm. I went to doctors about it and everything. Yeah. And I had a friend say to me, have you tried some uh, I think like they call it edibles like but it's not really it doesn't get no. you high but it gives you what's the is it eight what is the THC THC in it because there's two of them there's two drugs I see I'm not really like big on the whole weed community but so my friend recommended it to me and my friend like smokes a good amount of pot and I was like oh, I don't know how I feel about it he's like just try it it's it's worth a shot so I tried it it changed my life and now I can't yeah. sleep without it same it's the best thing that's ever And you happened. feel so good in the morning. If you've ever Rested. taken an, uh, a prescription sleeping pill, you feel hung over the yeah, next yeah. day and you're a mess. It's terrible. Yeah, cloudy and groggy. Yeah, but you take the the weed shit and you but sleep so well. I need to make a disclaimer for the listeners. If you're professional weed takers, smokers, gummy takers, whatever, disregard this story. But if you're not and you're like, whoa, I got to try that, don't get a sleep chocolate from your niece because one time a long time ago <laughs> i love this you're i like, love where the story's like, going niece, one time i was given that for to sleep and was told to take a certain amount and this is an edible and i went to bed and woke up an hour later in and i and i, I shit you not the literal twilight zone it was a red fuzzy glow I realized that I was trying to move and I could not move. Now I had my, so my wife has never taken a drug ever. And I talked her into this cause she can't sleep ever. And so this was her first experience and I gave her the same amount and I hear her go Nikki cause she calls me Nikki. <laughs> and I'm like, Ugh. and she's like, we both were paralyzed, could not <laughs> move. Now hold on. And I'm not exaggerating this. And here's what I remember. I thought, I was dying because my throat started closing up because I guess you get dry mouth or whatever and I couldn't breathe and I couldn't get to my phone. And, and, and Veronica, uh, Veronica, Valerie, listen, <laughs> I could not get to my phone. I could not move my hand. And I remember hearing something like on YouTube or, or some voice thing where an ex-cop was smoked pot and he thought he was dying and he was on the phone calling 911. Do you remember that? Yeah. And I saw you know, that. he got in trouble, lost his job, whatever. And so she's like, I can't move, but I'm going to call 911. And I'm like, no, you can't call 911. So somehow she was a little bit better than me and was able to get a call on speaker to my niece who did this. And my other niece answered and started laughing when we were trying to tell her this because she thought it was funny. Anyways, we had to tell them how to get into the house with because they didn't have a key and within and they were going to come over to help us couldn't move and as soon as that call was over this is how fast i felt something on my shoulder okay we say goodbye that's how time went they were there and they were like uncle nikki uncle nikki and i'm like maria sarah <laughs> Uh, we're dying, right? And they're laughing and they're like, you're not dying. You're not dying. <laughs> and they sat there and ru like for hours until finally it was over. So it was the worst experience of my whole so, life. And I really thought I was dying. And I no bullshit like was saying like prayers. Like I was like, okay, like forgive me. for. And I had, you know, an, a lot of time because I got a lot of things to be forgiven so tell for. tell me the truth. Is your niece a Quaalude dealer in L.A.? No, <laughs> no, no. She's, You've seen Wolf of she's Wall Street? A, she's a, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's an you? edible giver in Orange County. And uh, 
It just, it, I just did, but these other things are different. I got it from a reputable place with the right amount and it's not that. So even, uh, so I go to a place like a legal, everything. I mean, it's all legal same, now. Same. I go to a place and it, it's a really high end place, but even still their gummies are a little different each time. And so yeah. sometimes you can take half and feel a lot. Sometimes you take a whole one and you don't feel very much. Yeah. I don't mess with it. It's the same package. It's the same cube. It's the same amount, and I sleep like a baby. Yeah, I mean, I would tell anyone if you live in an area where it's legal, if you're having trouble sleeping, I'm telling you, it's life-changing. Just don't it go is, to your niece. Don't go to your niece. No, don't go if to your niece. If she has quaaludes, don't no, take don't those. No, don't take her quaaludes either. <laughs> don't do it. Yeah. I got, like, I had a friend uh, who, he's a foodie. Oh, God, I hate I like I don't I hate telling the story on the podcast, but you know what? We're all humans. It all happens. It was a while ago, but him and I we like hang out once a year. He's in like the same circle. He plays high stakes at Sacramento, but he's like big into weed, mm. and he gets all the best weed and stuff. And so he got me a little high before we went to a restaurant uh, because we do a restaurant like once a year, and we taste everything. We talk yeah. about food. That's like our our friendship is food, and. I got so high, he got me so high that I was in the restaurant and I couldn't move or talk. Yeah. And he basically just ordered the whole menu and I sat there. Could you chew or swallow? I could, but it was so dry. It was yeah. slow. And then halfway through chewing, I was like, I can't swallow. I can't swallow. My yeah. my brain stopped letting me swallow. Yeah, and then you panic. Yeah, and yeah. like it's just, it eventually wore off. And by the time we left, I felt better. But oh my gosh. It's, yeah. you know, It's hard when you're not used to it. The extent for me is if I drink, and also too, if I drink too much, every single piece of immaturity I have comes out, every vice that I have yeah. enhances everything I shouldn't be doing I want to do so I try to stay away from it but I will tell you the other day when we did that podcast and I had just that one scotch because I like to have a scotch nice whiskey and then smoke a cigar which I didn't do on the podcast but we're gonna do that someday mm -hmm. um I felt amazing so but it I has to be a little bit I will disagree like I hate I hate alcohol and I like I, I do I don't not drink I drink every once in a while but I've like really cut down from like when I was younger and I would honestly prefer to take an edible over having a couple drinks yeah. although I love to go to Napa and do like a wine tasting but yeah, not get well, shit faced no but you seem to enjoy that vodka that you drank I didn't uh, drink vodka I drank tequila tequila you, you some top you, shelf baby some top shelf shit well but you, yeah it was, I mean, your, I, it was your idea for, it was my for idea. us to have a drink I thought it would be kind of cool but then you know then you start to like the emotions get a little bit hotter they did they did they did but you know what in the end you and i surprisingly really like each other yeah yeah, yeah. and then we worked it out but you know what the thing is about doing a podcast like this and getting to know someone is yeah. like it's a growing curve like it's a learning totally. curve and so we kind of learn about each other yeah. and so what what you're alluding to is yesterday at the end of one of the shows we taped we, we, <laughs> we fucking we kinda, went at we went, we went at, at each other we went at it <laughs> And then we talked about it and reflected on it and apologize. I yeah. apologized for my behavior. Yeah. You didn't apologize for yours. Because no, I wasn't wrong. Shut no, up. I'm joking. But can I can I just joke and say what you said to me? Or should I not? What did I say? Did what? I call you? An, I didn't call you a no, name. No, I'm saying, I literally should I had or not? Half a should shot. I or not? Say it. You said, shut the fuck up and let me fucking talk. <laughs> and you weren't joking. And I sat there and went, um, <laughs> now I have a decision to make. <laughs> 
and my decision was to go try to move on. Okay, so and this then you wouldn't let me move on, <laughs> and then you yelled at me again, and then I tried to move on, and I'm sitting here going, "I'm gonna look like the bad guy if I say anything." So, but so but you know what? The- but it was good because, like you said, we really like each other, and yeah. it was just one of those things, and we just. I don't think it's going to happen again. So, yeah, no, I agree with that. And it's good to reflect back on things. And like, uh, I'm always trying to improve myself. And I always try to take feedback. And in the moment, it's hard to take feedback. But, you know, I took it. The thing is, in that moment, I get really like passionate about stuff. And then in the moment, I don't even realize because from my perception, because I was surprised when you were like off put at first, the the producer and you both were like, hey, you came across really strong. And I was like, what do you mean? I was just, you know, being myself. <laughs> yeah. This is the way, I, the, you yeah. know, I'm called angry Polak because yeah. I come across a certain way, but I actually, in my mind, I thought I was just having, just telling you how I felt. Like, let me talk, Nick, let me finish my point but I didn't even realize how I was coming across. And totally. so to me, again, to go back to what um, what I like was alluding to in like one of our first episodes yeah. was that you and I are very different in a lot of ways, but I don't think it's beneficial for me to be yelling at you to try to change your mind about stuff. I don't think that there's good communication done in that way. I don't think you're going to change any minds. I don't think you'll get anywhere with it. No, totally. If I have a message to tell you, it's really not productive for me to yell it at you. Yeah, agreed. And how any conversation that is tough or let's say so polarized that it's going to be like, you're going to think what you are and I am at the end of that conversation, no matter what the hell either one of us says. Like, it's just no one's budging. That's our ideology, whatever it is, right? Right. The only way a conversation like that could happen is if both parties are going to realize they can't try to win. Like, we can't try to win. Like, we can't try to outmaneuver and win or outpassion the other person. We have to give each other space to It has to to be like, right. And I did, and to to your point, because of a little bit of this, I cut you off yeah. like a bunch of times. But and, and and if I'm gonna fall on the sword, the reason I cut you off is because I was getting passionate about the subject. And so I cut you off because normally, like when we're just talking, I have enough presence of mind to know that talking all over each other over each other is is yeah. bad for the show. So I was doing that to you and then you didn't like that and you were so passionate about the subject that, you know, whatever happened, happened. But it's fine. You know they're going to want to see it, right? That's not happening. We shouldn't do that. But I mean, we can we we just really a, went at it. Maybe there might a be a time that we could put just that the fight. blooper. We're like we'll do bloopers, and then we'll we'll do like the prequel of us saying, "Hey, we're aware that we had a little bit of a scuffle," and maybe people will be so prepared and they'll think it wasn't that bad. But like in the moment, I think it probably wasn't great. If we didn't preface and have this talk and then show it. It would have not, uh, wouldn't have landed right. Fuck it. Show it. Let's go. Fuck you. <laughs> so anyways. All so right. look, I wanted to talk to you because I think you and I have like different perspectives on things. Like I think you're more of a psychological guy. I like to think about technical perspectives on things. And like I brought this up to you earlier and I think it's a really cool topic, but not a great idea. And we agree with that. Electronic poker tables in poker rooms. Yeah. And to me, tech tech is like exponentially improving every year or every few years. But the idea of, and I love tech. I embrace tech. I love high tech. You're a whiteboard guy. 
and that's cool right that's right. fine but right. i love the idea of tech except for poker like i really like live low-tech poker and the idea of having electro like like an ipad kind of thing in front of you no poker chips and i think potentially no dealer unless the dealer's there to like run the game make sure everything's fine no one's arguing but like what are what would you do if you went into a poker room and it's all ipads i would quit poker <laughs> legitimately i would not play <clears throat> i would quit poker um regardless of what happens or it doesn't happen my just my personal opinion is it's the worst thing that could happen to poker the feel of chips the interaction with oh, players i love the, the feel of dealers chips. the whole dynamics of everything just you know like like we talked about yesterday before we fought is we grew up i grew up in a time where you know like there was no technology where people actually talked to each other or you in a room you had to engage it wasn't always like someone on their phone so even now when we're, people are playing poker if it's off stream it's still sad because everyone and myself included stares at their phone um and that would just take it to one level more where like when covid was here we we have an online game we were playing for for months and it's still going and it's like it's, the same. it's just yeah it was cool for a minute because everyone was so bored and it was like oh god we have something it's just not the same it sucks so, like it's just to sit down at a table and to play with people and to talk it's just i would quit the sound of poker chips it's has got to be one of my favorite sounds same same oh and then you lose that yeah. or then they pipe out fake poker chip sounds yeah. over the intercom yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah let's go to the total metaverse <laughs> of this and let's do poker chip uh, audio through the casino and have an ipad and maybe even put like a robot that just a sits there so, so when you get fucking coolered you could go you know I, when are you leaving when's your break you know you, and we can blame say, it on the robot you say call the robot dealer says fold player folds, <laughs> fold, fold fold and she's glitching fold, and glitching fold, and you're fold. like i said call yeah yeah, um, yeah not for me i i i hope that's not a thing so my thought, because I work in tech, my thought is, so what are you going to do? You're going to outsource an IT department. And if there's a glitch, are you going to call someone who's on call 24 seven? Are you going to invest in an IT department that supports the software? And then when you need to upgrade it and when you need to optimize it, and then like, what's the potential for there to be cheating? We all know that uh, I I was the whistleblower in a cheating scandal, and there was a, it was an inside job. The tournament director was helping Mike Postle, and like, what if that happens again? What if the guy who's in IT it can you know override a bunch of settings, and then his buddy goes and starts to play, and he's winning ten thousand a month playing one three. So yeah. this kind of shit scares me with yeah. these electronic tables. Yeah, and that's a great point. And I guess if that happened, that would be something you'd really want to think about. But for me, it would be a nothing burger to think about because I wouldn't play. You love that word, nothing burger. I mean, I'm going to well, make low, you a shirt for Christmas. Well, it's low calorie. <laughs> it doesn't look like you've eaten any nothing no, burgers. But, <laughs> no, but I need. Well, see, that's my plan is to eventually go to the full nothing burger diet. But until then, <laughs> it's like pizza. So, so, so speaking of poker rooms, you know, and and like a lot of our show centers around Hustler Casino Live because right now it's it is the biggest cash game show, and literally you're getting more a bigger audience viewing it than 
NBC get or NBC used to uh, run Poker After Dark and I believe the main event, right? But now CBS is doing the main event. But you're getting more views than yeah. them. And yeah. I think there were like some years where they combined it and you were still getting more, especially with that yeah, Mr. Beast show. Yeah, the analytics show, especially with the Mr. Beast show and a lot of the other things, we we have crushed every all poker numbers as far as views. And um, and you know the, the the thing that I don't know if people really understand. Like, yes, we're doing that, but to be able to do it five days a week, every week through a whole year, to put those size games together and to have the type of games, it's never happened. So it's unheard of. Ryan has a mattress in the tech booth, right? He sleeps there. Yes, yes. That's he, what he has he to do. He has his phone on him. And he is the robot. He's constantly on his phone putting uh, games together putting up with everyone's shit and uh, idiosyncrasies that they have and all their, you know, whatever demands and everything else. It's, it's, that's a tough job. And then you have to make sure you keep your word to the players if you're putting together a right. lineup because if some people don't show up and then some people do, and that's a problem with a lot of people that build lineups is like eventually if the players don't trust you, then they'll stop showing up. And it's, it's not a, it's not an easy job. And, um, Yeah. There's some uh, guys in the Bay who put together lineups and then when they get there, I know my friends who play high stakes mm -hmm. and they get there and they're like, oh no, you're not the first on the list. And they were like, you told me I was in the main lineup. So that, I hate that stuff. Yeah. But anyway, you know who you are. Yeah. Um, so speaking of Hustler Live, yeah. mm -hmm. there's, a, the games are quite big. And you were talking to me about the players. You want to protect your players in the games. Like, yeah, what, what's happening that's a thing. with that? It's it actually came to a head this week. So we run on Monday, Max Payne Monday. Billy Degaff uh, runs Shout out that. to Max Payne and Monday. I'll, it's and, a great show. And hey, let's shout. Bananas. It's, 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 it's our, one of our best shows. And kudos to him because he literally has spearheaded that and made that really fun with the intros he's doing with his players you know you see them now where where they're telling about coming to play i mean just just the whole thing he's he's been a great and and i will tell you this what i've learned and i don't know why i'm going off on this but because i mean it uh probably in the last month or two what i've learned about him is he's a great dude not just a great commentator and good for the monday games but he's slowly becoming one of my friends um and when i have something that's like on my mind i'll like hit him with it because he understands it he'll give me perfect advice he's always had my back fucking stand-up guy just want to get that out there um but to your point <clears throat> uh yeah, so we run that game on Monday, and then the Tuesday-Thursday game is the 5-5 five, five ante game. On Wednesday, generally speaking, it's a 25-50, and then on Friday could be 100, 200, 200, 400, whatever. And so what's happened is this, okay? Even if you're in the ante game on Tuesday and Thursday, the minimum buy-in is 5K, but that's kind of irrelevant because the game plays really big. It doesn't matter that the blinds are 5-5 five, five with 100 ante. It... it, it uh, the, the the first bring in is 300 and from there it goes to whatever and so the game plays like a 2550 already or bigger and and you can lose a lot of money in the game or you can win a lot of money in the game this isn't a 55 game this is a big game but what happens is let's say you have a player I won't name names but let's say a player comes in from out of town and they want to play the anti game and they wire this happened last Tuesday they wire a certain amount of money and what's a certain amount of money what well are they it could be they wire because we want to know the numbers I, well, I'm saying let's say they wired 30k. Okay. Okay. Because they're going to play. Is 30k enough for that five five anti game? It's enough for it, but you could lose 30k in one hand. Okay. But it's enough for it, so it's hard to answer that because. What's typically on the table in that five five game? Well, 
I always put 35K to start. Uh, a lot of players put 10 to 15 to 20 to start. There's some players like Ludacris will put, he's weird, but he'll put whatever, but eventually have like 200,000 on the table because he rebuys constantly. Yeah, Even yeah, if he yeah. loses one hand, he still just keeps rebuying. You got Nick Arcott that uh, is like coming wants to be a big baller and puts 200,000 on the table. And so that's not even the problem. The problem is, and we're going to have a guest on on our next show, is like, and this guy is my favorite person on the planet, but you got Jeremy J. Boogs who is literally one of my favorite players. I love playing in the game with him, but if he gets stuck, he's Mr. Tilty. And immediately he'll start pushing for the 200 straddle, then the 400 straddle. And That's I was the in best a way I was, to get unstuck. I was in a, yeah, and I was in a Tuesday <laughs> game where literally for an hour and a half, it was two, four, eight. Right. Okay. Now, m nobody may believe this or not. That's bigger than the Friday game, yeah. right? So you may not, a lot of people may not believe this because of my interaction on this, but I don't care what we play. Now, let me also preface that. I do care because I do want to play the game we're playing and and I don't want to like I can't get a seat a lot of times on Friday so I don't want to play one Friday and lose 150 and then have to go back to the ante game and grind the next four or five sessions to get it back so sometimes I do avoid those limits because if I'm not playing them on a regular basis right it depends how you do okay so so point is is you got a couple guys from Palmdale they bring 20 30,000 they got 5,000 on the table. So if some guy's got 10,000 on the table and another player wants to straddle or once he gets stuck starts raising every hand to a, like $2,000 just to fuck with everyone and and to get unstuck or they're drinking and you know then everyone's pushing for straddles. What happens is in the poker community is this and this is just the way it is and I'll even give you an example. People, I think especially men, well, maybe women too, because they have stuff to prove when they're at the table. So it's really both ways. This is a man or woman thing. They're embarrassed on stream, even off stream, but especially on stream to say, I object to the straddle because then you look weak or you look like you don't play big and nobody wants that. So what happens is you get guys that won't say anything and it'll get pushed through. Hey, everyone good with straddle? Everyone good with straddle? Yeah, okay, two rounds, another round. And it just happens. And then these guys like, like the last Friday game, we had three people bust out within a couple hours and we had to like put other people in the game because the game was playing so big. And then uh, people are, and then what happens is people complain to me. So for example, we had the anniversary one year game and I had a couple people come up to me. I won't say one, but I'm going to say one. And one of them was Shashimi who doesn't play that big and bought in really uh, whatever. And she didn't want to play big and, and either did, you know, I'll even say it, even Iron, he, we just wanted to play the 2550. And so I tried to keep the game there and it wouldn't go there. And there was this big controversy and everyone looks like I'm trying to suppress the game. But then I get to the lockers to go take a break and I have Ron and and Shashimi saying, well, what's happening? I thought we were like you promised. And I'm like, what the fuck? And so we get back to the game and here's what happens. Shashimi, because this is about peer pressure and embarrassment. She Garrett's always pushing the straddle. Fine, whatever. That's another subject. And Shashimi takes the 200 and puts it out. And Garrett goes and like goes to give her knuckles. And she reaches over and gives him knuckles and they have a moment. And I looked at her and thought, you're dead to me. I'm not going to defend this straddle anymore. Not in life or as a person. I like her. I love her. But I'm arguing with everybody to try for her, yeah. for, because it's my game. It's our game. Ryan and I have to protect the players and he's up there and he doesn't sometimes know what's going on or he doesn't want to rock the boat or whatever it is. Well, Ryan's in the tech booth. Yeah. But 
but we, him and I have had these talks right. and now players are starting to really like, even on this last Tuesday game, started going to Ryan. I just said, leave me alone. I said, I'm out. I'm not doing well, this anymore. I quit the game an hour and a half early because I had had enough of it. Let and me ask you, was there agreed upon straddle before the game? How it, it doesn't work that way. How it works is the game starts at what it is and someone goes, is everyone okay with a straddle? Okay. Is there a cap to the straddle? No, you can straddle you, it's any an amount. Straddle? You can straddle any amount, anytime in any position, but the button. So like, for example, wow. if you want to straddle 800, go ahead. But to do a round of 800 or to do, keep doing a round of 400s, People with smaller stacks cannot play in that game. It's too much pressure. They're in in one hand. Right. So, the, I mean, like, there's a few things with that. As as a casual poker player who has run a private game, I mean, I've always encouraged a straddle. I like a lot of action. Sure. And for a view, as a viewer myself, because I watch Hustler, uh, I re, I mean, we all love to see a lot of money on the line. We love to see big wins and Noted. losses. We don't want to chop those pots. We don't want you guys to chop them. Yeah. If it's us, we want to chop them. Yeah. Look, I've been in situations, uh, you know, I played 510 this summer at the series and there were times where the game was just too big for me and I had to pick up. And, yeah. and I also knew that I wasn't as good as, a, you know, as the, yeah. as the series progressed, yeah. more and more pros came into town and the games were less and less fun rec players and more and more reggy pros and they had a much bigger bankroll than I did and so I can understand that but I also I mean it in a way I would think I would know that I'm going to a game that has an unlimited straddle amount I mean there's a reason like I I've been asked if I wanted to play on Max Payne Monday and I'm like, man, that game is huge. And uh, I, like, I couldn't play in a five five straddle game right now. I wouldn't want to yeah. uh, unless I sold a lot of my action. I just think that you kind of, in a way, got to know what you're getting yourself into. And people love, like no one wants to watch a nitty game where no one's straddling. So there's just like two sides to so this. So there is, but let me let me volley something back on that. On that. So I... The only thing I could say is you have to be prepared to what you're coming to the game. The other side of that coin is, is you have to be able to trust what game you're going to. That's true. But right? do you just told me that you guys didn't agree upon a straddle. No, no. When? I asked, was there agreed upon straddle? Not before the game started. That never happens like that. We never say we're going to straddle before the game starts. Straddles happen organically, either by players that want to play bigger so or players that five, are stuck. the game is a 5 game. It's but a you five, said the bring-in is 300. So, well, it's not 300. It's it general, So it's a 5-5 five, five ante game with a $100 big blind ante. I have never brought a hand in less than 300. Sometimes people bring it in for 150, 200, but I'm saying 300's kind of normal. So it's a $100 big blind. Yeah. So it, it will never be before the game someone, will, all nine players will say we're going to straddle. It starts out as either someone wanting to play bigger or once people get stuck, the straddle starts to enhance. So I would I would say reasonable amount of straddle would be like two or $300 yeah, in but that game. That's, it's 200 is the, is the straddle if you want to straddle, but you Rig can Exactly. straddle to any amount 200 is the minimum right that's what i that's what i'm saying yes if the game was at a cap straddle with 200 maybe one day a week someone like sushimi could feel more comfortable in it but because it's on hustler and you have an unlimited straddle i kind of got to lean towards like hey you know that's the game i promise you 
I get it. But but here, we want but, new players in the game too. Yes, but but here's the point that I and I, I don't want to say here's the point you're missing. I'll say it this way. Here's the point that I just don't know if you're seeing it this way. How about that? Is yes, people watching want to see bigger games. They want to see more action. They want to see more straddles. They want to see bigger pots. They want to see go once. They want to see pain. They want to see blood. That's the part of a show. We get that. That's why it's a tough subject because we want it to happen how it's supposed to happen. But what I'm telling you is even in the 5-5 game, if there never was one straddle, which by the way, the new rule that, that Ryan put in, which I support is there's only maximum of two straddles per show rounds of mandatory, like you have to put it in. And then after that, you can straddle if you want to straddle every hand that you want to straddle, you can. Like, we're not going to stop it. But it's not going to be mandatory anymore because the game plays substantially bigger with it and it plays already very big, just 5-5-100. Five, five, like, there's 40, 50, 100. I, I got, you know, in a $150,000 pot with Ludacris in a 5-5 five, five anti-game. And and that's it playing at its regular, you know, even... Basically, all your games are, are big fucking massive right but even that uptick sorry i didn't mean to cut you off even that uptick of just the constant straddles it really targets shorter stacks and more scared money and here's the thing we have loyal players that play every tuesday thursday that are characters that are good for our show that we're loyal to and we have to protect them we can't I can't, I believe we can't have the thing. Well, you know what you're getting into. And, you know, if you come, you're just going to have to maybe Here's we'll what get I think new you players. should do mm -hmm. then uh, put a cap on the straddle, $200 straddle. That's it, cap. Well, you can do that. At least once a week. So you can you bring in those we're, characters. We're, we're, we're starting. Because I agree it. with the characters thing. I like yeah. poker characters. Where we're starting is, is we're doing mandatory just two rounds and uh, of a full, full rounds and starting there. You know, and, and seriously, like to a player that wants to come in. And it doesn't matter if someone's got 10,000 on the table and you got 30 or you got 200K, it doesn't matter because you're just, your 10's in. You're effectively playing. For you're effectively 10. in, yeah. right? But but with that said, if you want to play 400, 800, play Friday. So, yeah, exactly. we got, we'll have a seat so, for you. Listen, listen. I think that one day a week should be dedicated to the like mid range player who has is a great character and fun where there's a cap straddle. And maybe Max Payne Monday's that show. Because that's a that's one of the smaller shows. It's supposed right? to be the smallest game, and it's I think the most bananas amazing game ever. Shout out to Max Payne Monday. It's like I think it's the best. So it's the most entertaining. Yes, maybe that's where the players should go that are don't want the straddle. They already because have. Because if I walk in on a Tuesday with my twenty thousand dollars and I fucking see Garrett on my left, even I'm out. Because I, I know that it's it's going to be bananas, and I can't. Yeah, uh, the game is going to play triple. Even the size. if I stack him three times, he has the money to come back and get me. Yeah, the only problem is is that like Max Payne Monday has the nine players that play, and then forty nine that want to play in that game right after all them like it's everyone wants to play the game so we can't really take the tuesday thursday people and try to get everybody into a monday game because the monday game already has their cast of characters and the tuesday thursday game has their cast of characters we have like these certain characters for each show and again there are a lot of players in the tuesday that are fine with it there's just a lot that aren't and the game is going here's what i said this is what i've said uh I've said this to other players. I don't want to say the name, but someone that I argue about this all the time. Here's what I said. And this is a horrible way to look at it because 
I don't look at poker this way. I look at poker, I go, I play my best game. I would rather play with people I like than not like, even if they're better players. Okay, but just to get this out in the air, if you have a player that is, I don't want to say scared money, but that doesn't want to play as big as you, they don't want to put 70000 on the table and play. But guess what? That same player will take four or five bullets at ten or 15000 and continue to add bullets to the table. They're more comfortable putting it out at their pace. They may end up at the same amount, win or lose, or even like lose whatever they're comfortable with, but they want to do it at their pace. And if you press the game too big, they can't sit down with the 10 or 15 because they could effectively be in on the first hand and because the game plays so big. And it's just, here's the bottom line. It's our games are big enough. It's not good for the game. It's not good for our player base. Ryan finally listened because I, like I said, I I just got up on Tuesday. I got up an hour and a half. And the reason I did is because I just got tired of a few of the antics going on with some of the players. And and then that element where someone stuck 100,000 in an hour uh, because of the way they're playing and then wants to bet, you know, a thousand every hand and straddle a thousand and do all these things. And it's just like that person is not good for our game. Those people are not good for the game. The game tightens up to where it's not even fun and and it doesn't get protected. So I just said, you know what? I had enough of this. I didn't want to make a scene. I just got up. I went and ate dinner. And then I just said, I'm not coming back. I had tea to go get my chips. And then Ryan came down and was like, what are you doing? And I said, here's what's going on there. And then we had two players come to where we were standing uh, while I was eating and Ryan was there to say, yeah, like I'm not comfortable with this. Like Israeli I'm not. Ron and Sashimi. No, that was a different day. Oh, this wow. was the last so, Tuesday. So look, poker players have... And Ron plays very big. Sorry. So I don't want to make him feel like he doesn't want to play big. So Ron, when you're if you're listening, you play the Friday games, you've played the biggest games ever, but if you come to a Tuesday game with a certain budget... It should be respected. That's all I'm saying. Sorry, you go now. I didn't are you, you, you going to let me talk now? Yeah, I apologize. <laughs> so poker players have this button that doesn't exist with other people. It's called the fuck it button. Okay. Once it's on, you can't turn it off. Right. Okay. So uh, Jamie Kerstetter hosted a ladies meetup game at MGM this summer. Mm-hmm. And it was literally like 125 women. We had three horse tables of women playing horse. Mm. And then I was at the PLO game. And it was supposed to be a small, I said, let's do a one-two PLO with a five bring-in, okay? Sure. And there were some women who were like, what's this game? We're interested in in knowing the game. And I said, there were a few ladies at the table who were like, who knew PLO? Like, you could tell they're fucking D-gens. And I was like, ladies, okay, this is the meetup game. We're, we're supposed to give a comfortable atmosphere for new people. <laughs> Heads up, calm down. And I was like, let's keep the game and the pots a little small for a little bit so we can get like we I think we had two women joining that hadn't played the women who play PLO on a regular basis. There's a woman from Florida, one from Wisconsin. She's a PLO pro. They're like, yeah, sure, sure. No problem. Do you think they listened to me? No. Everything was like bomb pot, double board. Let's go. And like everything was just like put all your chips in. Let's straddle for a thousand dollars. I'm like, dude, it's a one it's a one, two or one, three, bring in five. What are you talking about? The, and MGM's like, yeah, straddle, whatever you want. You guys do whatever you want. You want a quadruple straddle? Do it. And I couldn't stop it. And then the two women who were brand new were like, 
okay, I guess all my chips are going in. And then, you know, you end up losing those yeah. those women. Uh, one of them ended up winning a little bit. And so she had fun. It's always fun when you're winning. But it's like, it's good for the game. Like, um, it's hard. I understand you're coming from a customer service perspective. Yeah, from you want to keep the, the characters. Show. You don't want one person like ruining the game. And everyone thought they were coming for a certain game. And everyone brought a certain budget. And then one person has $200,000. And they're like, fuck it. I don't care. I understand that. But at the same time, I understand that straddling is good for the game. Yes. And we want to, we want as viewers to see yes. the pain, man. That's the tough part of it because and it and there's the two sides of it. With my PLO <clears throat> game, I was like, oh my God, I, you guys literally couldn't wait two hands to lose your minds in this game. All they have to do is ask for a seat on Friday. The fuck it button is like, on and guys, that's it. There's cards in front of them, blinders on. Fuck it, I've straddle. Like, if you get stuck, just keep playing. Don't try to make it 800, 1600. If you want to play that game, go play Friday. I don't know. Are you talking to Garrett right now? Because Garrett was in that game with Sashimi. No, I'm not. No, I'm not talking to Garrett right now. <laughs> Shout I'm out to Garrett. No, 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 not. You know, Garrett and I have argued about this a thousand no, I'm times. I'm not saying argued. No, I'm just no, saying that. I'm saying it. Garrett and I have argued, literally argued. What does Garrett say? He likes the straddle. He thinks it's good for the game. Oh, I mean, that's obvious. Yeah. He, but it's good It's it's good for him it, because that's well, his business. I mean, and, and if he so plays... It's better, always listen, good. If but he you got you to gotta let me finish sometime today. It's always good to... <laughs> now, see, always, that's a sweet way to tell me to shut up. You don't I like tell that. me to be sweet. Okay. You don't tell but me. But that is a very nice but way. It's, so you, it's always good when you're the best player in the game to have the straddle on. And if you're the worst player and you're under-rolled for the game, it's fucking terrible for you. Okay. And that's that. But the thing is about poker economy is you don't want to be the guy that's vacuuming up all the chips really quick. You want to keep that economy stable. I honestly think that. You don't want to kill the game. Like in, in small poker rooms where you've got like only a few whales, if you... If you suck that fucking game dry uh and you're looking at me and you're thinking it's an innuendo but like if you if I you wasn't really if actually. you make the whale broke in a year you're gonna ruin your good game but if you you keep that game going you have some side whales that are like kind of good they'll want to join you know what i mean like it's all about keeping the economy alive so i don't know what the right answer you ever, for this you ever is. heard the analogy of the two bulls at the top of the hill with all the cows at the bottom oh my god is this an italian dad joke nope have you heard it no okay so it would go like this as far as if you're a dominant player and you want to keep a player pool going it would be like this the young bull ran down the hill ran down as fast as he could to try to catch one of the cows to fuck it okay <laughs> came god, back up the hill came so back up the hill the more mature bull looked at him and said, listen, son, you're going to run down that hill and you're probably going to grab one. of. They're going to scare all of them and they're going to run and you'll probably get one of them. But why don't we slowly walk down the hill and fuck them all? So you're just going to look like that. So here's the thing. So the analogy is, is this. Fuck them slow. Relax. <laughs> <laughs> relax. You're, you're going to, if you're uh, the best player, you're going to get it. Just relax. And here's the thing, Veronica, last thing I'll say on it. Because I'm one of the owners of the show is the only reason I give two shits. If I wasn't an owner of the show, listen, when I wasn't the owner of the show at the bike, I played every Friday, 200, 100, 200, 200, 400. I sat in seat five. 
and I agreed to every single straddle. And I played with the best players in LA, Dan Zach, Garrett, Art, I can name a bunch, Jeff, these other guys. And you never they never heard a peep out of me. The only reason anyone hears a peep out of me is because I love this show. I love Hustler Casino Live and High Stakes Poker Productions, and I want to protect it. And I'm going to tell you this too. Now that it's my responsibility, I do want to protect the players. I care about these five or 10 players or 15 players that want to come and play and they want to play what the game they're supposed to play. I care about them. We give our word. It needs to be that. So that's the only reason. And here's why people think it's me who doesn't want it. This is a perfect example. When we were playing last Tuesday, I got up to go check my phone or go to the bathroom and Ludacris goes, hey, let's put the straddle on. Nick's not here. Nick can play with the 200 straddle. I'm good. I play high stakes. I'm fine with it. I have the bankroll to do it. So they misunderstand and think it's me that doesn't want it. But here's the other problem. There's two or three other players in that game that when he said that, what they should have said was, I don't want Why it. They don't have to say anything. No, I, if they didn't want it, they should speak up for themselves, but they don't well, because yeah. they don't want to be embarrassed. So my point is, is they think it's me. It's just me trying to protect the players well, that come now to everyone me on the side. But now everyone knows, and I'm never going to say another thing. I told Ryan that uh, Tuesday, I'm never going to say another word. I'm going to sit down the game. The straddle's on. It's on. You can come down from production because I want to be just the player when I'm playing. I don't want this because what happens is it makes me cranky. It makes me angry. Uh, I get tilted and then I can't focus and it screws with me while I'm playing. So I'm done. When you, I sit down, someone says 200 straddle and if the rule is no, then they can come down and enforce it or tell a person not to play. And if no one says anything, guess what I'm going to do when it comes to me? I'm going to put the 200 straddle in. And guess what? If it's 200, 400, I'm going to put the 400 in. I can play those stakes. They got it's got The game's got to be protected by production. And if I'm not playing and I'm in production, I'll come down and say it. So you heard it here first. He wants to straddle the 400. I'm in. But he's going to fold an ace-king and a king-high board. Only if it's not suited. If you shove all in, he'll fold. Oh, so you're talking about that one hand you're dying to talk about? I mean, I'd, I was I was just like, look, sometimes if they got it, they got it. You know, that's probably why, why my bankroll's not high. Not good. <laughs> you know, but I'm just like... Hey, you can't even it's sit here. You can't pair. even sit here right now and tell me what the two hands were besides my ace king or what the board was. Uh, one was on a flush draw and one how had high? a pair. It was what like was a, a pair? it was like a fucking shitty flush draw. Ooh, uh, what how, was the hand? You tell me. How, no, I'm asking you. You brought it up. Okay. Stop! <laughs> Stop being like that. All right, no, I'm screwed around. All right, so the hand you're referring to, and you maybe, were last. You were in position. You had ace king. I did, and the board. And, but the the video clip I saw, I didn't see the preflop action, so I don't know. Yeah, it's I, I I unless I have that hand in front of me or have it written down. Remember how you've referenced? I can't remember anything. Two people shoved all in. Yeah, you two, fold fucking it ace was king, king on a king it high was king board. Five six five six of spades with a king. I had shove shove in front of me for no. I think it's a fine for my fold, whole stack. To be honest with you, but I so here's what I'm looking it's, at. It's a little. You just you know what? I'm like whatever. You got. Are you, you got cutting it. me off now? Yeah. <laughs> so what I'm saying is, I get it because we're just trolling me, but and I'm not even being defensive about it. Yeah, I had to fold the hand because because uh, it, I could have been up against. I'm up against two hands. Possibly one would be a nut flush. 
And the other could be either two You're pair or set. You're beating that flush for the moment. Oh, I know. Of course. That's why I'm saying. And your or, favorite. Or I could be up against two pair and a set or nut so flush and a I set. Can't, I can't judge you because I didn't see the preflop action. So it's hard to distinguish what their ranges are preflop, right? They, they could easily have a set, at least one of them, two The people. guy to my right was new. I just am laughing because of your reaction in the hand. You're like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. You had a very Phil Helmuthy reaction when you folded. I, 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 and you when see I saw their the hands. run out and I seen the hands, I'm like, what, what's going on? It was like an A6, that one. What's with a, going with on? A second no, pair of fives one. Pair of fives. Yeah, I'm like, what's going on? What world am I in? Even Mark Goon, what he was commentating, was laughing his ass off at my reaction. I think it was Tuck. Because, no, it was Goon, 100%. And he was laughing his ass off because he's like, fucking Nick has to fold there. But, oh, my God, his reaction's hysterical because he just doesn't understand what happened. <laughs> and he goes, and nobody could because it was, like, so insane. The guy to my right was new. I can't remember his name. And he was out of his mind. And so I, I couldn't it. put, yeah, I couldn't put him on a range. And then I know Johnny. And so I know Johnny to shove into me the way the preflop went. I know he's either got, have to have a flush draw or he's got a nutted hand. And it, and then this guy shoves over him and I'm sitting there with a king, you know, like it's a big hand heads up or it's a big hand in a different situation. But I mean, I'm like, there's no way I'm good here. You know what you need to do next time you make a decision like that? <laughs> what? Get out your cigar. You know, you run the live stream. That's true. You're, you're, they're not going to light it up, light it up, light it up, get some fucking Hennessy. Yeah. Pray to the Hennessy gods and say, what would you do here? And they would tell you, just fucking go, my friend. Just go. Just go. (laughs) Man, I wish I would have went. That would have been a nice one. (laughs) (laughs) So talk to me about the rodeo. What's this rodeo story? (laughs) This will be our last story before we're done. Okay. So, uh, the rodeo is this uh, two or three weeks ago I went to the Honda Center to go to a rodeo I don't even think I've been to a rodeo but my daughter was going wanted us to go we went to the rodeo okay so I'm walking into the rodeo and I hear as I'm walking up you know and I see signs or whatever and, and where's like, the rodeo again <clears throat> at the Honda Center in Anaheim okay <clears throat> so where the ducks play and hockey and all that and so I'm getting closer to the line, like to go into the place and PETA's there and they're protesting the rodeo, you know, oh, the bulls. Oh, it's LA. PETA's all yeah, over yeah, LA. So That's PETA, so cute. So PETA's there. I'm like, oh, it's so and as I get Southern closer, California. And as I get closer, literally there's like 15 or 20 people out there. What are you wearing? Is Are you wearing fur? Is that what's happening? No, they don't like that you ride the bulls. Oh, you rode it's, a bull? It, oh my God. <laughs> Why are God help me? <laughs> I'm walking in to an event where professional bull riders are riding bulls. It's a rodeo. Do I look like I would ride, get get on a bull? For could you could I, do I look like I could sustain a fall off a bull? <laughs> you out of your stupid mind? <laughs> what the hell? So just to like just to center this whole conversation, they were worried about the bulls. Not me at this point. <laughs> Just, I'm almost flabbergasted that you're even my guest. I mean, my not my guest, my co-host. So listen. Oh, Anyways, God. so I'm trying to get into the Honda Center, and they're behind a line yelling and screaming at everybody walking in. And I happen to be like right there, and they're like right there. Like, like if they wanted to lunge and get you, they could. And they were angry, and they're yelling into their their what are those things called? I don't know, microphone. Yeah, a microphone. <laughs> no, it's not a microphone. It's a bullhorn. 
they're yelling in <laughs> they're yelling in, in the, no pun in the bullhorn they're yelling into the <laughs> they're yelling into the bullhorn like major obscenities like the foulest mouth words ever and they're telling you you're going to hell and everything right well and, you are yeah that's <laughs> but without the rodeo i don't need the rodeo to go so and there's these there's little kids like in the line and they're screaming you're teaching your kids to fucking kill animals like all this stuff and one of them's screaming in my ear with this bullhorn and i just go if you care about the kids why don't you stop using that language you dick and then i become the focus and they all <laughs> they all like emerge right onto me and they're like you're what I, you're going to hell you fuck you and they're screaming at me right and the cops are just standing there because it's like freedom of speech and like nobody's touched you yet and i just i just looked over and they go do you, how do you feel about bulls being tortured and i go ride them and eat them that's oh how i feel my about God. it <laughs> And I go, and if they're real good looking, eat them and ride them. And they went nuts. <laughs> they went absolutely berserk. The cops had to stand in front of them. And I was just, to be honest with you, I didn't really want to antagonize them. I just couldn't believe the anger. And then I researched them. Now, I am not a professional on PETA. I, matter of fact, I never even thought about them until that day. And then I like researched them and there's so much negative press on them and not only about their hostility and they get like physical because they're so passionate about it. But what I've heard was too, like they're literally like the judge and jury. Like if you're, if your dogs outside, I've heard that they taken dogs out of yards that they feel weren't treated right and they euthanize them. The, the PETA has euthanized more cats and dogs than any organization in the world. And they've even, I read this article that they went somewhere where there was all these whippets being they weren't being tortured or anything they were being used for something running or doing something and they maybe it was the rate they race them or something and they let out like 45 whippets into the into the wild and they they couldn't find them and there were and whoever had them were like they're gonna be eaten by coyotes and wolves they will not survive out there and they're like we'd rather them be eaten naturally than whatever and so it's like it's just the weirdest thing you know what's gonna happen now Oh, what? Someone, the trolls are going to tag PETA in the comments and on care. Twitter, and they're going to start on us, and we're going to get flooded with anti. If this happened, what do you want me to do? Look, my the mother. The only PETA my, I support is next to a kebab. My mother is butchered. I <laughs> don't know what to say. PETA bread is the only thing I'm interested pita in. PETA bread. Yeah. Other than that, I really don't care. Uh, they were just, I, I can't hear that good anyways because I'm old. I can't see. So, for you to try to take my hearing away with your bullhorn and then yelling and screaming obscenities in my ear and you got an eight eight year old, twelve year old kids, it just I just thought it was bad form. So, like who well, we've talked about this. Who's gonna receive that message? Nobody. They're doing no good. All they're doing is making those people hate them. They already hate them. Like no one's changing their mind. There's a bunch of cowboys walking in going, Well, fuck you. You know, like they don't care. They ride bulls. That's what so, they do. So we all want to know, did you actually end up riding a bull? Well, <laughs> no. Well, define riding. No, I know. I had popcorn. No, I, I had nachos. I watched like four so, teams compete. It was really cool. Let me tell I, you the truth. I had a great time. Let me tell you an anti-PETA story before we end. All right. And, uh, you don't want to talk about the whiteboards? And, no, we'll talk about the whiteboards another time. But right. uh, <laughs> so 
I like look I believe in humanely raised animals I eat meat I read I've read a lot of Peter Singer so like I, I tried being a vegan I just couldn't do it but so my mother's a butcher so I grew up like <laughs> learning how to make sausage yeah learning how to eat sausage make, are you really gonna lobby sausage. that towards me oh make okay make got make. it make so I know how to like I know how to use like a lot of parts of animals and turn it into something edible right got it so my grandmother is a fucking savage and I would go spend summers with my grandmother yeah and I remember like one of the first uh, after communism fell in <clears throat> Poland I used to go visit her like every all, all the time and she was one of my best friends but I she was a fucking savage so i remember one morning waking up and i'm like oh babja there's like a chicken in the in the backyard she said oh yeah and and i'm like oh so cute a chicken she's takes cuts off the head rips the feathers off dunks it in the hot boiling water and then you rip off the feathers it makes it easier i was like oh you know (laughs) and and then like the next week there's like a small pig running around and I was like oh no you know (laughs) but like I mean that's that's survival like we my family I mean like people fucking eat meat I'm not against eating meat well Valerie here's the thing that I have to say about that Uh, I can't I could not pick up that chicken and cut its head off and I could not kill that pig oh I mean it depends on how hungry you are no listen if I was starving oh stop if I was starving to death in the wild yeah it's gonna happen but I'm saying just generally speaking I'd rather just go to the kebab place and you know speaking of that I'm the apocalypse friend I will survive an apocalypse somebody some chicken gave their life for us yesterday when you postmated us those chicken kebabs they were good they were so good really good that rice I could not imagine not eating like another chicken I I mean I tried to be vegan for a while so and guess what we had with it I felt terrible pita bread we had pita bread we had pita bread great great closer great closer well okay well there you go you've heard a lot of subjects and we seem to do really good today long live the bulls long long live the bulls long live he (laughs) ride them and eat them and this is in case my partner veronica forgets the nick vertucci show i am nick vertucci this is veronica valerie brill envy out Thank <laughs> you.